The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. We've hit the big symbol. What is the character's name? <laughs> hmm. It can be as creative or uncreative as possible. I'm trying to think of something from Star Wars. Are you a big Star Wars guy? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's I. This is, you, you might hate me after this point, but I have not seen any of the Star Wars. Oh, come on. I'm not a good individual. That bad. No, not 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 of a version. It's just naturally in my life. It just somehow hasn't fallen in front of me. How could you? Uh, uh, I was. I, I am a sheltered child. I am a poor, innocent soul. Uh, I've, I've had some friends that at one point, uh, one of my friends was like, all right, listen, uh, this may or may not have to be the case, but I might have to like just kidnap you for a weekend just to force you to see all the movies. Chewy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Not a Scratch, the only podcast that believes that Scratch is an overpowered move. I am your host, your PM, your DM, your GM, Anaru himself. And with me here, with every single password just being the numbers from one to a million. Hi, guys. I'm Figure. And to my left is one of the GMs for this podcast. Bang. Here we go. We got this. <laughs> I like how you said one of the GMs. Uh, hint, hint, there's going to be other GMs, he says, even though that's not the case. Hey, guys, it's actually, this show wasn't even mine. Uh, I've been the substitute GM. Uh, take it away, Bill. I was going to, I was going to say one of the people of the main podcast. <laughs> um... I just realized, I think I've been pronouncing your name wrong this entire time in my head. Uh, I've been saying Fuego this entire time. It doesn't matter. But... <laughs> I feel like it's like like uh, Adorin, the, the name that I use for most of the online stuff. Uh, that's not even a real name. It's just kind of my letters, but switched around a bit. So mm. I'm like, hey, it sounds, like a, it sounds like a name. Like, that's a thing. Uh, but how are you doing? How, how's it going? How's, how's life? How's everything happening? Good, actually. Really good. That's good to hear. So for those of you that are listening right now and listening to us uh, stumble through the intro. Um, this is, as you may be able to tell, a special episode because we do not have our main cast here. We instead have one of the winners for the ARC 2 giveaway of giving away a spot on the show. So uh, congratulations, first of all. Um, Thanks, Val. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> we'll, be, uh, we'll be going through an adventure with your specific character, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but as we go through, and there's also going to be other special episodes, which you can check out on the podcast as well. Um, going through everything, let's see. Uh, everything that we do in this episode is canon and also not prepared in advance. So we have no idea where the story is going. It's just kind of going somewhere. But uh, it will matter. This is all taking place roughly in the time frame between uh, Ralph and Kyle getting zapped to Ice World and them returning, which uh, that episode will be out by the time this is, although as of the recording date, it is not. So, uh, let's stop beating around the bush right now. Uh, who is your character? What's their name? Who are they? What are they? My character is Chewy the Lucario. Chewy the Lucario. Interesting. So, uh, talk about either any backstory or just levels or anything stat-wise or character-wise that you have developed so far. 
It's level 50. Um, its ability is justified with a physical set with sword sets for your match, close combat, extreme speed, and stone edge. Fires moves and stuff four. Gotta try and get used to that coming from competitive Pokemon. And <laughs> <laughs> it's that's nothing special. Just 36 attack and 33 speed. You say nothing special, but compared to like Ralph and Kyle right now, 36 attack is like four times more than Kyle's or something. Mm. Thought you want to know Ralph's better character. <laughs> that's a that's a bold claim to make. Right <laughs> you are gonna you're gonna start something. We're gonna have a war when this episode comes out of like Indeed. Ralph versus Kyle. <laughs> There's also a chance. Uh, this is neither confirmed nor denied. Let me point this out. Uh, there is a chance that, you know, Kyle and Ralph would be fighting against each other. Oh, they already have. Ralph's just him into the floor. That is true. But, like, fighting <laughs> against each other. Uh, and that would be interesting. I kind of want to do that. If I if Maybe I've done it already. Maybe I haven't. I don't know. But I kind of want to do that. Uh, if I haven't already. Skirmish. Just have them fight against each other and be like, no, we have to go this way. We have to go this way. All right, let's just throw down. The winner leads the direction or something. <laughs> That'd be chaotic. Uh, but yes, interesting character. Do you have anything backstory related uh, built already? If not, we'll just uh, not really. go to the episode begins. Okay, sure. Uh, I'd probably need a map to just try and get like backstory stuff. Yeah, I understand. Um, sure, we'll, we'll we'll dive more into that, and I'll toss you in the place that seems to fit your character once we get there. Um, but I think without further ado, because we don't have any history lesson or anything like that to give. Because uh, there isn't any history to give but outside of your character existing. Um, I think we can uh, jump into the episode. So, uh, are you ready? Good. Yep. All right. So, uh, you get to hear this in person. Uh, let us dive on in. And we have Divin. Hello. How you doing? This is the other side. This is where... This is the border between a, a casual listener and actual member of the show right here when you, after saying dive on it. Awesome. Uh, now, let's let's let me ask you different questions uh, and you sort of take the place of Chewie. So I'm almost asking Chewie these type of questions. So go okay. off of the human characteristics, go off of your voice, whatever you think of when you think of this particular Lucario. So uh, is Chewie... An older Pokemon or a younger Pokemon? Uh, I'd say is fairly young, like okay, early twenties. Sure, okay. So a, a fairly young, but since it's level fifty, also a hardworking Pokemon because yes. it's leveling up really quickly. Gotcha. Um, we also didn't touch on this. Uh, what are the uh, I, I call them human characteristics. What are the uh, the contest stats that you have for your uh, particular Pokemon? Like the numbers. Yep. Uh, my cool is a bonus five. My cute. Smart, uh, neutral at zero. My beauty is a plus two, and my tough is also a plus five. Okay, so it's very much uh, a a person who knows what to do when they're on the like the battlefield. Like this yes. almost seems like a warrior, but not the type of person that you want haggling for goods or something like that. Mm -hmm. like, very much the um, I, I said this before the show. Very much the punch first now and ask questions later type of character. Yes, because they don't have a lot of not particularly intelligent, not particularly charismatic, but uh, you know, I'm gonna clock you, and we'll figure out where to go from there. <laughs> gotcha. If that is the case, I see... Okay, so we have a hard-working Lucario, very good in the battle, not quite as good when it comes to, like, conversationalists and things like that. 
Um, why don't we do this? Roll a d8, and this will toss me into the which, uh, which of the eight different states, I guess. So based eight. on that, we'll figure out where. Number eight. Okay. I rolled a good dice. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a it's a good sign, I suppose, if we're getting high rolls already, or you know, depending on how you want to look at it, it could be a bad sign. <laughs> I rolled a, my d speed before we start, and I got a one, so never know. <laughs> we're, we're we're really going to the extremes here. Um. Okay, so I have a location in mind. Pardon? Uh, I have a location in mind, mm -hmm. and it is one that we have not delved into yet, so it'll actually be interesting to Sounds fun. to talk about. So this is part of the Fluvia State, or I guess the Water State, if you want to think about it from that perspective. And it is the city called Lago Verde, or the Green Lake. Uh, now, this is epitomized, of course, by a giant green lake in the center of the city that sort of is surrounding it there's some ancient legend that uh talks about how the green lake was formed that we may or may not dive into but i feel as though your character is currently residing there i don't know if they're from there you can decide that uh it's up to you but uh, probably not it right doesn't now, seem like a person to be from there like a water okay. area so sure yes so uh we have chewy at some point in their life eventually residing at least temporarily here um what type of profession do you think Chewie would have with their distribution, the fact that they've been training so much? What, what type of ideas come to mind? Mm. Is there anything that strikes you as like, yes, let's do that? Probably be like trying to get into like the army sort of thing. Okay, sure. So almost like a like a, like a guard, guardsman mm. type of thing. Ooh, okay. See, it's, it's things like this. Random things like these that give me interesting ideas. So we will actually... Uh, I'm throwing stuff around in my... Uh, I'm going to pull out the uh, the Red Book of Knowledge. Otherwise known Ooh. as the, the, the notebook thing. Uh, and I'm going to try to find... Yes. Okay. I have an idea in mind. Uh, and we'll, we'll go through this. Maybe it'll change. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, but right now, I'm picturing... I'm picturing Chewie's a very uh, loyal Pokemon, if you know what I mean. Of like, the, I'm protector of good. Uh, yeah. This is a, uh, a lawful good type of character. Very yeah. much. Very much okay. so. Sweet. Uh, all right. Now that we have some backstory in mind, let us uh, focus more in. So we zoom in to the Fluvia State. Now, the Fluvia State, uh, to put this in perspective, uh, Thunder True City is, you know, on one side of the, 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 the country, I suppose. It's on one side of the country. Fluvius is on the complete opposite side of the country. Holy cow. Um, and by the time this episode comes out, there will be a map. Unfortunately for you, Fuego, there is no map. But uh, yeah. once you... Once you see the map in a couple of weeks, you'll be like, hey, I, uh, now I get it. Um, but for right now, uh, we dive in, we dive in, we, we zoom in specifically. So they to won't be in the city. Iceland so much longer? Uh, you'll get a map. That's all I got for you. I don't, they can find a map in the Iceland. Oh, who knows? Definitely. Uh, so we zoom in to uh, the Green Lake. And the Green Lake is, the way that I picture it, is almost like a, a it's a city but if you take the center of the city, pop it out, and put a lake in there, effectively. Take New York City or uh, Chicago or some huge city like that, and just draw a circle in the center, plop, plop that out, and put water inside. That's basically what it is. Uh, as we go further in, it seems as though there's a special ceremony taking place right now. There's a lot of businesses that are closed. The, the main roads are even empty at this point. Very few Pokemon are out wandering around. Everybody seems to be gathering near the lake. Uh, as we go closer in, uh, we see the... Do we have them labeled as uh, the governors? Yes. 
we see the governor of the Fluvius region, and the governor is a Swana. Now, the governor, uh, who is unnamed, so actually, uh, here you go. Here's some opportunity to build some lore. What is the Swana's name that is the governor of this particular state? Um, hmm. Uh, Any name that pops into your head. Steven. We don't have to be... Steven, sweet. All right, Steven the Swana is the governor of this uh, particular state. And Steven is giving a speech right now. And uh, I would think that you would be at this speech. Yes, I would think so too. Yep. Okay, so we see a lot of the uh, a lot of the town's Pokemon uh, listening to the speech. And Steven is giving a sort of speech that they give maybe once, a couple, once every few weeks, every other week maybe, of just like, a, here's an update on the region. Uh, XYZ, LMNOP, CBS, brought to you by Lincoln Financial Field. I don't know. Just no. <laughs> saying random things like that. Uh, yep. And then at the end of the speech. So just general he, politics? Uh, general politics stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very entertaining things like that. Like, uh, uh, we are going to be slightly increasing taxes for the educational benefit of our students and things like that. You know, all the entertaining things that you love to see in politics. Um, <laughs> now, that's not the interesting part, though. The interesting part is at the very, very end of the speech where. Uh, Steven goes, uh, we are now formally accepting requests to join the Fluvius Guard. And the Fluvius Guard is the most prestigious At that, warriors, I think, I like, my ears Fluvius perk off of it. Like, I've been zoned out in my own little world, and at that, I kind of, like, tune in and start listening. Uh, so he, so Steven goes on to explain that uh, the Fluvius Guard, as you may or may not know, are... The most prestigious people in the in the I keep wanting to say region. It's not the region. It's the state. Uh, the most prestigious people in the state. They usually work hand in hand with the governor and the top advisors in security detail and working with um, like interactions with other states and discussions and topics and things like that. They're usually in their groups with them. So they are accepting one new person to join the Fluvius Guard as a previous guards member is retiring. Who is this previous guards member? Hmm. Let's say it's a throw. It's a throw? Okay, gotcha. And I promise I won't be like Mansour and Google every Pokemon. <laughs> no, it's fine. He's learning. It's so it's so wonderful to see. Yes, it is. Um, it's but, great. Uh, <laughs> uh, but throw. Okay, so we have a we have a an elderly throw, I guess, or someone that's been there for a very long time that's retiring, and as a result, there's an open spot. So we're looking for a rookie. Uh, it could be you. Insert the Uncle Sam photo type here. Um, and uh, continuing on from there, uh, applications are accepted, points at location, uh, fill it out. We'll do tryouts in a couple days. So, I heard this intrigues you a little bit. Pardon? I, I believe this intrigues you a little bit. Mm hmm. So, uh, I assume you're going to rush over to the applications and yep, start definitely. filling them out? All right. So, it goes ahead and asks for like name Quick and question. location, your address, all this stuff. Yep. How fast do I get there? To the application desk? Yes, and how many people are there before me? Good question. We'll do a roll for that. Why not? We'll see if you trip over yourself or something. Um, so I'm going to say, that since this is more of a speedy thing, I'm going to say roll cool for this. So it's a d20 plus your cool modifier. Uh, that would be a six. After the modifier? Yes. Oh boy. Okay, so. <laughs> Does that mean you rolled a nat one? Yes, I rolled a oh nat one. Oh my gosh. This is perfect. I was more perfect asking because I have a mobile scarf, like, up, like as a, like a, like going away from right. like my parents or something that I can walk through walls. I don't know if I could like 
squeeze through the line through people and stuff like that or not. Uh, God, this made it so much better. So, uh, I feel like you've got, okay, so I, I feel like you've got your scarf on and idea comes to mind of like, okay, why don't I just run through the crowd? That'll work, right? This is supposed to walk through walls. Humans, walls, I mean, Pokemon walls, that's the same, same thing. thing right? <laughs> so, uh, you kind of like confidently walk and think like, oh, I'll, I'll walk through this, and then just slam your head behind a Pokemon. <laughs> just la di da di da di da. <laughs> oh uh, no. So uh, that is the one thing. So you are now currently in the back of the line. Question is, how large is the line? So uh, I need you to roll a d6, and I will roll a d6, and then from there we'll find out if there's a lot or a little of Pokemon. Five. I got a two. So. I'm gonna say you are the seventh person in line. There are seven Pokemon total. Okay. So uh, that's a thing. <laughs> Gotta love Nat ones. Gotta love them. Uh, so there are seven different Pokemon that are or six Pokemon that are in front of you, and then you yourself being the last one. So each of them goes in line, starts filling out the application, and moves along through the line. Eventually, it reaches you. You head to the front of the line, uh, fill out the application. It's your standard stuff like name, address, how long have you lived in the region, blah 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 blah. Um, you get through all of that sort of information, hand it off, and uh, the Pokemon behind the counter, I'm going to say it's a Ducklet, because why not? <laughs> uh, and Ducklet basically goes, uh, be sure to come to the application, not, sorry, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, be sure to come to the tryout child. session for the, yeah, uh, the, the Guardsman tryout session in two days. Two days. So, what you have two days now to burn. What you doing in two days? Um, hmm. Quick question about, like, the sheets and stuff. How does sure. the fifth move work? Like, once I uh, it, master it, do I have to get rid of one of my others? Uh, in your case, no. Five, you have five moves, five moves are good, you're solid, all's well done. And have I mastered that fifth move yet? All five moves are mastered. Okay. Like I said, are I you going to go with, uh, I'm learning that move? Yes, I was going to try and master it in those two days. Just try and and you can, I think, if if you, that that works well for the character. Sure. Typically, it's uh, it's a gradual process. I normally with the the guest appearances let them have free reign. But if you do want to have technically not have that master yet, mm. uh, we can go with that. Like I'd have it close, but not quite under. Sure. Control. Um, what is this final move, by the way? For Stone Edge. Both me and the people at home. Stone Edge. Ooh, that'll be. That's why. So, because Stone Edge never hits. Yeah, that, that'd be interesting. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. With So right now you've been running basically Stone Edge with disadvantage and just never making a hit. Yep. Okay, let's actually dive into this a bit more. So uh, you, soon after this, sorry about that, soon after this, uh, you basically head out of the city to practice in your specific training ground. What mm -hmm. do you think your training location looks like? It's probably is like, it, is there any mountains around? Uh, we could make a mountain. Sure. All right, so it, we make a mountain, poof. So it'd be like on uh, a mountaintop somewhere, or like on a cliff. Gotcha. Okay. So there is. I I think that's that's pretty solid. Uh, the the one thing about the Fluvius region, especially compared to, uh, a lot of the other, I say Fluvius region. Yeah. One thing one thing about the Fluvius state, which is very different than a lot of the other states, is that uh, there are a lot of rivers. Yeah. Um. So the, basically, you can't go two miles without seeing a part of a river. Because uh, the image I. So have with that being said. Sorry. Like the yeah, image that I have in mind at the moment, because I know you haven't watched Star Wars. Shame on you, Anaru. But um, <laughs> it's what I think it's Force Awakens where Ray goes to get Luke, like that sort of thing. 
I do know what scene you're talking about here. Okay, good. Uh, good for you. I actually know that. Yeah. Uh, this, this is the same scene where Luca takes the star, takes the uh, the lightsaber, and tosses the mines back. Right? Yes. Yes, I do know what. Okay, so we we have that location in mind. Yes, like something similar to that. Gotcha. Okay. So um, yeah, so so you head to a large little like a cliff location that uh, I think is your special training area. Like very few Pokemon even travel in this area, and even fewer want to scale the mountain. So because of that, this is almost. Ooh, do we want to make this your home, or do you think you have a home in the city? Like how much of a people person are you i guess not really okay so are we just, are we basically just rebuilding the like time darkness and sky sharpedo bluff base thing hmm? is that what we're doing the what? uh in the explorers of time darkness and sky i don't know if you played that game no i like no. Only, i've played one mystery dungeon game and i haven't even completed it it's gates to infinity okay oh i'm kind of almost picturing like the the, the yeah anyway uh, regardless of all that uh at some point in the the games before gates to infinity uh, you and your character live basically on Sharpedo Bluff, which is like uh, the end of the location. There's like a rock formation that looks very much like a Sharpedo, and you live inside the mouth for a portion of time. Uh, not quite like that, but I'm picturing that sort of thing of just you yeah. isolated from everything else in this location that only I'd you say guys know I, about. I'm, I can, like, I can talk to people, but I don't like being around people, per se. Sure. Okay, yeah. Uh... Very much like introverted, I suppose. Yes. Okay. Uh, so as we head to, over to this uh, cliff location, there's a bunch of jagged rocks, both from natural formation and you trying your hardest to practice Stone Edge. Um, we we go back to your, your house location. What do you think your Stone Edge training facility looks like? Is it's, it just a bunch of rocks on a yes. circle? Or? It's just we basically like a have background. We just basically have Stonehenge, except the Pokemon version. <laughs> I was just saying like it'd be like a flat area and to like clear it off I'd use like medium mash or something. It's one of my other moves. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Um so we head to like the the training location. Um almost like a like a training ground or like a field, maybe. Yeah. Like I'm thinking like like a soccer field type of thing. Um so we head over there, uh, to see basically you practicing stone stone edge for a couple days. What type of targets do you think you have? Do you have targets? Like you're aiming your stones at or are you just like, what are you practicing? What's the what's the one part of Stone Edge that's tripping you up? I can't get them to like hit a target. I keep just going wide. Okay, so you're like you're able to, I guess, summon the rocks, but then when you shoot them out, they just kind of float around or they disperse into random directions. How, how does that work? Oh, that's something else. Have you heard of a game called Skylanders? Yes. Do you know Prison Break? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Um, he has like a like a gem thingy, like cage attack. I don't know how it's, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm picturing me trying to do. Like get him in that straight line. I'm trying to find a picture. Uh, let me check this real quick. I'm trying to find pictures of him. Oh, I see it. Yes. Uh, looking. I think I'm looking at a trailer, but uh, I see what you mean. Like almost like a punching of the ground, and then you see the diamond start to shoot out. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, I see what you. Yeah. All right. Cool. We'll, we can go with that. So, uh, is that your strategy then? You do like a, a ground punch to have the rocks pop out in that direction. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, your practice, I, I see very much like Lucario. Lucario's strategy is very much to punch things based off of its move set right now, like Meteor Mash, and Stone Edge, and things like that. And then and just depending on where and punching extreme it speed. And yeah, Lucario dance. very much does like to punch things. <laughs> um, I was very right, torn like, between a physical and a special. Yeah, you could probably run 
either type of set, or uh, run like a like a mixed thing, but that wouldn't be as that'd be uh, harder to try and do. Yeah, it'd be more, it'd be better character-wise, but it'd be harder battle-wise. So I would get I a boosting thing. Yeah. Um. Cool. So your practice, I'm going to have you roll. I I guess it would be strength, which would be a tough roll. Just constantly practicing this over and over again. So go ahead and roll tough. Uh, to just see how successful you are for each day. So uh, go ahead and roll tough 16. twice, I guess. Oh. Wait. 16 on day one, and for day two's roll. That'd be a nine. A nine, okay. So the first day, you really got it. It's like, it's like yes, I, I got this. It's finally fitting in with the 16 as a full success. You're able to hit your targets, and you're like, I, I think I've got it. Great. Day two rolls around, and it seems like I'm all that D20. success you had yesterday just turned right back. I'll change my 20. <laughs> These dice are bad. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, but two days roll around, your stone edge has improved, but you're still not confident about it, I guess, is the situation we have right now. So, uh, with that being said, it is the end of the day, too. It's time to go for the the tryouts. Get ahead in there? Yep. I'd probably head there around, start heading back to the city around, like, 3 o'clock on the second day. Okay. So are you... Okay, yeah. So I can um, get there for, like, the... dinner and, like, sleep there. Okay, you're going to sleep in the city. Gotcha. To make sure um, I don't miss out and stuff. Sure. Where do you think you would be eating at, then? Hmm. You don't have to pick, like, a specific name or anything like that, but, like, a high-end, a low-end, a bar, a official restaurant, what, what type of setup fry horn steakhouse <laughs> perfect uh you had to if Rhyhorn you get steakhouse. that reference thank you <laughs> Rhyhorn steakhouse you probably already get it i don't know it's i probably okay. i don't think i get it i'm thinking of something else but I, that's definitely not it um anyway you head over to uh uh to Rhyhorn steakhouse oh this is bothering me because i feel like i do get the reference but <laughs> It sounds so familiar, but anyway, uh, <laughs> you head over to the Rhyhorn Steakhouse, and um, as you, uh, yeah. oh, I, I think I know who they are, but I don't, I don't think I've seen yeah. their show. Uh, yeah, that's what's wrong. But I do know who they are, yeah. Uh, anyway, so you hit the Rhyhorn Steakhouse, <laughs> and uh, as you enter in, you notice a large commotion coming from the back of the room. Hmm. Now, it's up to you if you want to actually do anything about it. You can also just ignore it, but... How do my aura powers work, per se? Uh, good question. How do you think your aura powers work? I don't know. Because I'd, like, try and sense, like, the auras back there and just continue on my meal. Okay. Um, I feel like that is an arcana type of thing. And it does make sense. So go ahead and roll arcana, which in this case, in this system, is smart. Seven. <laughs> so you walk in and just kind of, like, close your eyes trying to figure out like is is there anything i can do about this is there anything concerning uh but after a bit of time because it, it does seem like and correct me if i'm wrong but your character is very much focused on the like physical side of being a lucario and not necessarily the mental and, side yeah of being a lucario. i haven't really trained in that part yet okay um sure in that case yeah then it would make sense that your aura powers aren't nearly as powerful as you know punch from right hand and punch from left hand so uh as we uh yeah, so we, we continue the conversation, and uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. This is all... I lose track of my statements constantly. Anyway, after your aura powers end up failing, you decide, oh, it's, I, I don't know what it is. doesn't make that big of a deal, regardless of all that. 
Uh, you sit down, get ready to eat. Don't worry about money. We will assume that you have the ability to pay for it because I frankly do not feel like calculating the cost to eat at a steakhouse. So, uh, or whatever the equivalent would be in this universe. Uh, seeing as I think I established way back in Arc 2 or something that all the Pokemon are vegetarian just to make it easier on the mental side of things. I don't want to think about like Magikarp's dying like that. So <laughs> we will uh, stick to what we've got here. Um, anyway, as, uh, as you continue to eat whatever you're eating, uh, the, co the commotion gets louder and louder. Again, despite all of your efforts, it doesn't seem like you're able to feel anything. Now, how, to to how much of a commotion are they making at this point in time? Um, enough that other eaters are turning to them with like dirty looks, but not enough that there's actually seeming to be anything problematic. Okay, I won't do thing just yet then. Okay. Uh, you continue to eat all's well that ends well uh roll make sure you see this roll perception which is a beauty roll 16 16 there we go okay uh at a certain point the commotion is loud enough that even if you tried to avoid it you'd still understand what they're saying um so you hear who do you hear Ooh, i like this okay so you you see you you finally just turn around and Magical. you're annoyance at that direction and <laughs> get it, honestly all right i have not that you just threw that out there, but I'm honestly going to use it. So, yes. <laughs> uh, you, you, you turn around there, and you see a large commotion between four Pokemon, or uh, three of them, and then one's just kind of there. Uh, the, the, there's a Dugtrio, a Bagon, and a Mankey that are making a lot of noise, and the Magikarp that's kind of there just to be there. Um, okay. But all four of them are, like, loudly talking. At this point, you can just hear them clearly. Uh, and they're all kind of like, you know, very braggadocious, I suppose. They're very uh, cocky, I suppose, about what they're saying. As they each say, oh, you know me, I'm going to be the one to get the, the guard position. It's easy. All these other people are scrubs. Yeah, you you go, boss. You got this. You can, you can do it. Of course you can. I know you can. Uh, okay. Yeah. Just to interrupt you for a second. As I hear him say that the rest of the people are screw-ups, how does extreme speed work? Uh, you would have to roll for accuracy, but if you were to use a move, you would Could basically I... bull rush them. How far away are they from me? Other side of the restaurant. Uh, if you were to use extreme speed and miss, you would end up basically breaking every table on your direction. I don't want to per se use extreme speed at them, but I want to use extreme speed to get to them. Okay. If you do that, uh, I'm going to ask you to roll for accuracy, and then if it fails, you'll just kind of not get there. Oh, thank god. 17. 17, okay, so we... And it doesn't matter if I break tables, because I have my mobile scarf. That's true, that is true. Uh, so, we see... Uh, and that, I don't think I've made it clear who was actually being the boisterous one, but uh, that was the bacon. Okay. Um, so, uh, bacon, bagon, I don't know how to So, as he the, starts... The one, dude. Okay, sorry. Um, so, like, as he starts saying screw-ups, I race over there and just start standing behind him, waiting for him to finish. You stand behind him or sit behind him? Stand behind him, waiting for him to finish. Like, in, I, like, in perception of the other three, but, like, um, not so he can see, but he just sees, like, my silhouette. Okay. Uh, do you think he would stop or just continue talking? Like, does he notice your extreme speed? Probably not, but I don't know if he would notice my silhouette. Okay, so in that case, uh, Begon's continuing like, Yeah, you know, I'ma be the winner, it's clear, it's obvious. I'm obviously the strongest Pokemon 
noticing like the shadow that's all of a sudden appeared. Hey, uh, fella, what you doing? I'd close your mouth if I were you, or I'll just knock you out of the competition right now before you even get a chance. Uh, roll, roll intimidation. I know that's a thing. You were definitely trying to intimidate. Uh, that's a cute roll. So <laughs> intimidation is cute. Intimidate. So all of the uh the charisma y things are under cute. So it is funny to be like like persuasion is cute. So every time we roll a cute for persuasion, it's all like, can you please do this? <laughs> Uh. Uh -huh. Well, so, um, so there's this roll, it's in that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, this is, this is perfect. Uh, you really are getting extremes. Like, you're either getting near max roll or ones. <laughs> that um, dice is going away. You have my dice you have, you're using all of them at this point. Let's use my red ones. Alright. This is gonna be fun. <sighs> what have I done? So, uh, as... As you try to be, like, very macho man, like, <laughs> please don't talk to me, otherwise I'll have to shut your trap, and then... <laughs> as you say that, all three of the, the lackeys, I suppose, Dugtrio, Mankey, and Magikarp, sort of sit up straight and look at you, dead in your eyes like hm, you don't scare us doesn't he yeah he doesn't scare us he, he he doesn't scare me yeah not at all as they say yeah. he doesn't scare us can i punch the beggar on the head uh <laughs> so the technical answer is yes however are you sure you want to do that <laughs> hmm actually stone edge is still disadvantage isn't it stone edge would still be under disadvantage yes I, I want to risk it. I'm going to use Stone Edge to break the table. Okay. Uh, roll accuracy disadvantage. Okay, that's an 11 and a 13. Okay, 11 and 13 means that we'll hit. So you just get, I guess, very angry. I, I, I don't know what emotion. I assume it's anger. Yes. So you get very angry, and as your anger just kind of snaps, you come, you almost just like hit the table. Or the couch, or whatever you're standing, whatever's in between you and Bacon right now. Uh, as you hit that, you just see a rock shoot out from inside the table and like spear it. Um, okay. This does intimidate them, unsurprisingly. Hmm. Do I want to take it one step further? I will point out you are currently in a uh, public restaurant, so. Probably not, because I don't want to ruin my reputation trying to get in. Hey, I was I was trying to join the uh, the police force, but then uh, I got thrown in jail, and I still be an officer. <laughs> yes, not exactly the greatest combination. Um, I yeah, was okay, going to so... try and punch the rock to shards, to dust. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, yeah. Uh, are it is up to you if you would like to do that or not. But mm, sure, let's roll the <laughs> sure. mash. Sixteen. Okay, so you kind of. I almost picture it like you punch away from it, like you punch the air beneath it or around it, and then your force is just that powerful that the rock itself breaks into pieces like powder and just flies towards. I purposely uh, missed uh, like yeah. the side where the bagon can see my hand miss, and then the rock just shatters. Yeah, I can see it just shattering <laughs> falls into powder. Some of the force pushes like the powder into uh, the lackeys' faces, which they start trying to clear off. Uh, Bagon, though, despite all of this, doesn't seem to look that worried. 
and just kind of oh. stares you in the eye and be like, Okay, you you look like you can punch, but can you guard? We'll find that out tomorrow. Uh, tosses some dollars or some poke on the table. Come on, boys. Yeah, you get it, boys. Yeah, you got it, boys. Uh, he, he, he definitely has got it, yes. <laughs> uh, as the other three kind of walk out of the table, and now you are left with a table in the hole with a hole in it now. Uh, no, the table's just, like, gone. I picture, like, the table's just shattered along the rock. With the, like, it, it also shattered into powder? Yes. Is that what we're... Like, okay, so we're no, left like into a large pile of... into splinters, and then I broke the rock into dust. So you're currently next... <laughs> you're currently sitting next to a bunch of sawdust. Um... Make of that what you will. As, uh, uh, I assume that's the end of your night. I don't know if, um, you're gonna mm. sit and pay for, pay for the table. I probably won't. <laughs> I'm probably not. Go, bye. <laughs> I okay. have an uh, idea. Okay, what is that idea? For at least uh, for tonight, yet. I assume? Not yet. <laughs> okay, because, well, that was the end of my dinner, unless, so you can either eat, uh, the, the the sooner or later they're going to notice that hey we started off this morning with twelve tables, and we currently have eleven. Now I'm not sure what exactly went what happened. I do know one table is gone. So like it's fine. Okay. Uh, when are we zooming to then? Are we going to the next day or later that night or next day? All right. We uh you go take a nice nap. Uh, completely ignoring the fact on a <laughs> on a completely unrelated note, there's a Rhyhorn that's an owner of a restaurant that is extremely frustrated right now. The fact that they're going to be losing money because they lost a table. Uh, and somehow, despite the employees continuing to be like, no, a Lucario punched the table into pieces. The Rhyhorn doesn't seem to believe them. Anyway, regardless of all that. Uh, as, if the Rhyhorn, the next day. as if the Rhyhorn won't break a table. <laughs> the, the Rhyhorn is just covering up the fact that he's broken tables before. Uh, we zoom to the next day where, uh, surprise, surprise, it is time for the, uh, what do they call them? The, the Fluvius Guard Triads. Uh, you see the other six Pokemon that were signing up with you. You then remember, oh yeah, Bagon was like one of the first ones there. I, I should have remembered them. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Nah. Long story short, you see all six of the other people as well as yourself standing out there uh, with the main member of the Fluvius Guards. Uh, actually, no, I, I think it would be better to fit. The, uh, so Throw, the retiring guard, is out there basically going to be the one that picks which member replaces him. No. So... Uh, Throw starts to go on a little, like, uh, explain, ex explaining monologue of, all right, this is what it means to be a guardsman. You're sitting up here. You're going to be representing not only your city, not only your state, but you're representing the Alcast region to the other members of the Alcast region. Don't sit here and act like fools. A, B, C, L, M, N, O, P, all that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, at any point during this monologue, are you doing anything besides listening? I don't know if you're... you're Glaring at Bagon. Bagon uh, right now seems to be muttering something, but doesn't you, you're not able to tell what it is. It's just kind of like talking to itself, maybe. Also, can I sense the other auras of the Pokemon around me? Uh, you can try again. Go ahead and roll an Arcana. That is smart. Smart. But roll fourteen. I like this dice better. Fourteen. Because okay. <laughs> you actually got something. Yes. <laughs> Alright, so 14 being a mixed success means that you can sense some of them. So here's what I'll say. Since you can obviously, you obviously know your own, you can choose three of the six other Pokemon. So there is an Electrike, a Krikatoon, the Bagon, Snowrunt, Psyduck, Tranquil. Of those six, which three do you want to examine? Definitely not Psyduck, because I don't want a headache. 
Um, definitely the Bagon, so... Alright, that's one. Bagon... Tranquil... What were the other ones? Cricketune, Electric, and... Psyduck's no run. Hmm. Let's do the Electric. The Electric, the Bagon, and... What was the last one? Tranquil. Tranquil. Okay. So, you sense the auras. Now, since you are the first Lucario on the show, uh, you can help establish what aura sensing means. So... How exactly would it work? Do you think, like, how much information would you be able to gather if if this was completely successful? Like, if you, if you got a nat 20 on this and we were examining uh, Electric, for example, how much information would you be able to gather? Hmm. Like, I don't want to say stats, like, Is it just like... emotional state, or is it, like, full understanding of who they are and what they've done? Do you get, like, memories or something like that? God, that'd be fun. Um, I'd say, like, not so much, like, stats, but, like, strength how like strong they are um what is it probably like what if they're like what alignment they are and if they have any like strong or emotional feelings at the moment cool okay that's a, yeah that's that's pretty solid so if you were able to get a nat 20 you'd basically understand how strong they are their alignments their emotional feelings like who are they at this very moment you'd be able to understand yes uh, and then with lower rolls, you obviously get a portion of it. So, uh, with that being said, that, that very much does help. Uh, we'll start with the Electrike. So, as you s sort of aura scan the Electrike, uh, you get the sense that Electrike is definitely weaker than you, physically. In terms of level and power and stuff, it's definitely weaker. Um, but you sense this sort of, I guess, a sense of loyalty and this idea of, I have to do good. Um, I have to do good because doing good is good, basically, is the type of concept that Electrike has. Uh, emotionally, Electric is extremely nervous, and you get the feeling that Electric is trying to... You sense it's like almost trying to impress someone, if that makes any sense? Yeah, that makes sense. That's just the sort of way that they're approaching me. Uh, Bagon. You sense Bagon. Bagon is... A you can tell clearly that they're chaotic. You're not sure if it's a Ooh. good chaotic or a bad chaotic, but they are definitely chaotic. Um, pretty strong. Maybe not as strong as you, but definitely stronger than the Electric. You're able to tell that for sure. Uh, and emotionally, seems incredibly confident like it has no worries in the world it feels like everything is set in place yeah. um and then finally the tranquil tranquil you sense again similar to the bagon's level of strength so far you've not found anyone that is as strong as you like you feel very confident about that tranquil seems like it's a a good neutral type of character type of thing um sort of like an understanding officer if that makes any sense yeah uh and emotionally just very tranquil not very excited not very caught like wild out or anything it's like this is a job i have to do i'm gonna do it and we'll see what happens tranquil's in between pitov and unpheasant right yes okay um but that but that is the three that you've got so far basically your electric seems like a good person bagon seems like they're wild and tranquil seems like they are very calm Awesome. So, uh, at the end of the little monologue thing and your aura sensing powers, uh, the throw, the former guardsman that is retiring soon, goes into an explanation of what the tasks are going to be. So, today, we will be conducting a few different tasks to show the powers and skills that each of you have. Now, higher levels are not necessarily the end goal, but at the same time, the more powerful you are, the better you can protect the governor and other important skills and requirements that are needed in order to fulfill your task. So, with that being said, we will first start off with a test of intellectual strength. 
and uh, the throw turns around to a little chest behind them and starts pulling out some papers. Uh, mm-hmm. You notice also behind you that there are a bunch of chairs with like a little school side of like school setup of like the desk that like folds. Oh, okay. if you know what I mean. We will be simulating the type of tasks that guild members would go through on their guild tryouts, except modifying them in a way that. Sure. Uh, go ahead and you, you do that, and uh, in the middle of the the monologue, do the thing. Yes. I've already passed school. Why do I have to do this again? <laughs> I feel like. All right. Um, I'm gonna roll to see what the reaction is. <laughs> Throw does not understand. Okay, that's great. I rolled like a four. Um, so. Thor just kind of gives you these beady eyes, like, what in the blue moon is this? It is important for you to understand the powers and skills that you hold as a member of the Fluvius Guard. To do what to do. Now you can either retort or just kind of be like, yep, good, sits down. <laughs> I thought, wait, are we sitting down? Uh, eventually you will be sitting down. Okay. Is he going to hand out the paper, or... We have to go up and get it. Yeah, he will. He will. He will hand them up. Okay. Okay. Yep. I'm just gonna get into the test now. Okay. So you kind of just like, yep. All right. Got you. Great. Sit down. Like, all right. Uh. Yeah. 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 He continues his uh to talk about like how intellectual strength is uh more important than physical strength because intellectual strength means you know when to fight and when not to fight and your standard like pen is mightier than the sword type of concept. Anyway. Uh, after his little monologue, he starts handing out the papers, and you see a test on some topics that you know and some topics that you don't know. Now, here is how we're going to do this. Uh, we could do this one of two ways. Either we can make this very, very simple. You just flat out roll a smart roll, and we figure out what happens from there. Alternatively, uh, we could do a little like uh, combat system, except with smart rolls, uh, with you versus me, and the winner wins. Um, up to you how you want to do this. Which one do you think has a better chance of you succeeding? I like that second one. All right. So what I'm going to do is you're going to roll smart for each of these. I am going to roll each of my dice. So I have the d4, the d6, and so on. Uh, and I'm going to roll whatever rolls there. You have to beat each one. So obviously, beating a d4 is significantly easier than beating a d20. Um, with that being said, Deep uh, it'll be like... Really yeah, so some of the questions are very easy. Some of the questions are more difficult. Um, there's a certain number that is in my head right now that you have to pass in order to move on, basically. Uh, you kind of don't want to fail because otherwise this uh, episode will end very quickly. So, <laughs> episode uh, will end very said, quickly after an hour of recording. Yes, uh, ends quicker than uh, most of the people listening will think. Uh, anyway, so here is my D4 roll. You don't have to roll a D4 or anything like that. You're rolling D20s plus smart all the time, um, which is, I think in your case is neutral, correct? Yes, so I'm rolling D20s okay. versus your whatever dice. Yep. All right, so question number one. Uh, it is a very easy question. I have my roll. Go ahead and roll yours. Oh, come on. You know that dice that I kept rolling that ones with? Please don't tell me you got a nat one. And you know how you're rolling a d4? Please don't tell me that you... And you're... you're, you're and it's like the easiest... One of the easiest dice to beat. Bruh. Yeah, I got a nat 20. I wasted my nat 20. Oh, okay. Okay, that's... I that's, passed, but I wasted my nat 20. That is true. Okay, yeah, in that case... <laughs> Uh, that's almost as bad, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, first question is, what is 2 plus 2? And you look so dumbfounded at the fact that this is a question on the test that you write down 4 and just move on. To... Uh, okay, well, that is a D4. That Now it's a D6 time. Oops. 15. Okay. Uh, 
by the way, your 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 net twenty beat my three. Uh, the fifteen <laughs> will beat my one. So I want to laugh. Uh, you net... rolled a one on your net on your D four. That would um, be great. My D six got a one. That's something. Uh, um, so yeah, you do pass this next question. What's a slightly more difficult question than two plus two that would be useful for a guardsman to have? It'd be five plus one. Five plus one. <laughs> the difficulty level is increasing dramatically. Uh, I feel like at this point, what, what what is your thought 32 seconds into this exam? This is probably how long it takes for you to read this. I'd probably just look up at the throw and then just look down at my paper and then just look back up at him and just get on to the next question. <laughs> Alright, this is the D8 question. Pardon? Uh, the D8 question. So I've rolled my D8. Again, you roll your D20. Did you roll a nat 1? Uh, I did not. Did you roll a 2? I did not. Okay, you beat me. You got a two? Yep. Okay, so uh, the third question. <laughs> the third question goes off of, like, history. And it's like, what is the... A uh, hundred years ago, what was the... What two states were fighting against each other in a war regarding... Um, what is the square root of the Pythagorean the theorem times fault? Times five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> square root of a theorem. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the first question is addition. Second question is ever so slightly more difficult addition. The third one is a history lesson involving Pythag Pythagorean's theorem. And then I and just look back up at the throw, dumbfounded. Uh, you write something down, and then we move on to the next question. So this is a D10. What did you roll? Uh, I rolled a 10. So. Pardon? I rolled a 10. I rolled an 8. So. Switching the uh, second, second question number two is regarding like type combination and an understanding of complicated type. Like uh, the question goes, uh, if if every single if one Pokemon had every single type, what type would they be weak to? And you're just looking at it like what? Is this? What are you talking about? Hello. Can you repeat that? I, sorry. Oh sure. Uh, the the question is, um, if one Pokemon has every single type, what type would they be weak to? And you're just looking like what? what I know this one. <laughs> you actually do know this one? Yes. Well, uh, Lucario does not then. Um, mm. by the way, I this hasn't come up yet, but if we tie, you win. Uh, I'm gonna say like attackers win. Okay. If you're on the attack, I guess. Uh, that hasn't come up yet, but yeah. if it does, then you can. Keep that in mind. So basically, if I roll a one, it's automatically you get it. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna roll my second D10. Question. It's a. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's Rock type, right? Yes. I think it's Rock. Wait, no, no, 100% sure. Is this think rock. Wait, no. Yeah, it'd be I Rock. Yeah. Because fire, flying, and something else, and only steel and fighting with this Rock. Bug. There you go. Yeah, that's the other one. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, I'm gonna roll my second D10 for this. You go ahead and again roll your D20. Oh no, thank god. I beat you. It's an eleven. Yeah, that definitely beat me. Um by definition. Okay. Uh the next question goes into what, what, what topic would be something that you're good with? Hmm. The thing that popped into my head is like fighting technique. Yeah. Of like okay, same. where like where in your hand like what specific hand posture do you need in order to be able to deliver a punch to uh the left arm or something. I don't know. And you're just like, Yeah, I, I know this. I've been doing this for seventy five years, even though I'm only in my early twenties. <laughs> I was about to say, wow. I've been doing this for so long, it's over my age. That's how long. Uh, next up is the D, I believe this is 12, right? I don't know my own. Yes. Name. D12. 12 and then 20. Yep, so the D12 question. What'd you get? 
I got a four. I got ten. There you go. Okay. What's this? That's two fails so far. Um, One, two, three, four, five, seven. So, uh, what type of questions would this be? I think we've done like fighting, we've done history, we've done basic math. Apparently, uh, we've done we've done complicated math. Um, hmm. Anything you think like a guardsman would need to know? Do you have? Do you know like concept of like the becoming a Jedi Knight? I know of it. I don't know the details of it. I know that it is a long process. or anything. Okay, so very much like a like it's a Buddhist pops in my head for the first time. Like that sort of concept of get rid of material attachment focus. Yeah. Primarily on self. Okay, so a question like that is sort of testing your ability to step away from material mm. goods. I guess. All right. So you have something like that, and you're just like, yeah, I, don't, I live in a rock. I'm cool with that. <laughs> uh, and then the final question, the D20. Now, I am going to tell you this now. Uh, I did have the number in my head before we started, and the number I had in my head was five. Now, you are currently at four. Oh, come on. So uh, if you get this question right, we're golden. If you get this question wrong, the story is about to take a sharp turn to the left. Hold up. Let me choose out my dice. Yeah, pick your dice carefully. <laughs> now, I've got a green and black marble one. Do I choose that one? I've got a... Uh, do you need information about my dice? I don't know if this helps or hurts. I don't know the proper rules about TTRPG dice selection. I don't have enough dice to hmm. uh, actively do this, but my dice is a green and... With, it's a green die with uh, gold, goldish bronze, depending on where the light is, uh, numbering, and black speckles all over it. Oh, so that's something like mine. Green, so. Is it like a marble thing, or is it like, like sparkles or whatever? Uh, like I guess glitter. marble would be closer. Okay. No, it's not like glitter. Okay. I think we have the same dice. <laughs> we might. Uh, Alright, let's do this. Do where this from? Chessex. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, go ahead and let's roll. Alright, what number did you get? What did you get? Uh, I currently have a four, so... <laughs> oh god, this story is gonna get bad, this story. Why? I got a one. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, that... Okay, um, this is not where I thought uh, the L would be taken, but the L has been taken. <laughs> so, uh, the last question... I feel like you're just staring at the question so long to the point where it throws a bit like, okay, time is up. And you're just like, oh, oh, uh, what? Oh, this is, <laughs> this is perfect. Uh, great. There's so, three tests, right? So I don't uh, have to pass the first one to get through the next one? Yeah, you basically have to do two of three in order to do well. Um, okay. So I still have a chance. Yeah, I was not expecting, however, this to be okay. the one that tripped you up. Uh, but here we are. So um, we've gone through this. That is tests so far, and while Chewie doesn't know this, uh, you know that we have failed this test, so not great. However, <laughs> there is still a shot. There's always still a chance. If you do well on the other ones, maybe you can say I'm just not the brightest one. I sent you a picture of my dice set, by the way. Oh, okay. I'll look at that in a sec. Uh, dang, the, the amount of number ones that you've had. So it's it's uh, it's similar to this, although uh, yours are much more marbly than mine. I don't think mine are quite marble. Mm. Or as marbly. Anyway, um, Getting so the second test. So after uh, after the test of intellect, of which uh, went great, fantastic, uh, we will now test your ability to travel. Basically, 
He's going to chuck you guys into a forest, a maze, basically. And uh, y'all have to figure out how to get out. Uh, so. Oh, this is going to be easy. This is going to be great for you. Yeah. Uh, you have Because you have item that allows you to basically walk through walls. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, uh, he, he he literally, quite literally, throws you guys into a maze. Says, "Yeah, go out. The, the entrance, the exit is on the other side." Um, oh, thank God. Okay, net twenty, smart so, for Arcana. Okay, what are you uh, what are you working with, or what are you trying to do with this? Um, trying to figure out where the exit is, as I'm walking through walls and using and just going at supersonic speed. So I think. Okay, so I actually I actually see. Uh, as uh, Throw is like leaving and like the maze starts to close in, you aura sense his emotions and just kind of follow him as he walks over to the other side of the maze. And you're like, bingo, that's it. <sighs> so as everybody else starts to like, all right, one, two, three, go. They start going different directions. You're like, and I, uh, I'm gonna go straight and just <laughs> walk right through. How fast oh, am I running. going? Um, Probably running speed, unless you want to extreme speed your way there. Yes, that's all I was thinking. <laughs> Go, okay. uh, go go ahead and roll your accuracy for extreme speed. 15. Uh, 15. <laughs> 15 is good enough, I think. So, 15, you you just run through the maze, through the through the bushes and everything, to the point where Throw is just about to sit down in a chair, <laughs> and you just pop out of the maze like, yo, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> he just looks at me dumbfounded. Uh, yeah, Throw's just like, uh, what? That is not what I quite expected. This is not the voice I gave him at the beginning, but also... No. Eh. I muted my mic at the beginning because I couldn't handle the voice. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, he he's kind of like, what? Uh, okay. Um, and I just look up at him down. and I'm like, I went Noom. <laughs> I went Noom. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so with that, uh, you ace this test, apparently. I didn't know if it was going to be, like, based off time or anything. So I just went, you know. I, it it would have been. We would have done some sort of, like, a traveling type of thing. But also, this is so much more fun to just be like, yeah, I'm going I'm to not do that. What if I didn't have to do the game and I just walked? Best part is, I have course checkers, so if I got lost, I roll a kill. Yeah, you'd be, able five. To, you'd be able to spin around and find it again. Yeah. Um... So that is the second mini game that went by much quicker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, the final mini game is the one that we all wanted to see, uh, the battle mini game. So, uh, what we're gonna do? We have seven Pokemon here. Now, I think it's best for you to fight two people. I think it'd be great to have randomly generated two people. Um, so you are gonna roll a d6, and I'm gonna roll a d6, and depending on who you roll, you'll fight those two people. Um, and then we'll assume it matches out perfectly. perfectly. Honestly, the other NPCs don't really matter. But uh, we are going to see who we roll. And if we both get the same number, I'll just roll again. I got a two. So uh, I also got a two. <sighs> Fantastic. Uh, all right. Now, I will say this. Two is not Bagon, so you better hope I roll the right number. Please be Bagon. Please be Bagon. Please be Bagon. It's, oh my gosh. Is it? <laughs> it is. Yes! <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, I kind of hope he gets a three. And then I roll a three. <laughs> Oh, this is perfect. Okay. The awesome. best part is, so, I've got the best line to say to him. Uh, we'll start off... Do you want to... No, we'll, we'll say Bagon for last, because yes. that kind of fits better. Um, so your first battle is with a Krikatoon. Oh, God. Um, hmm. Is Krikatoon set up? This going to be tough. There we go. 
Okay, so we have the Cricketoon and it's set up and everything. Uh, you guys are going to fight it out. Obviously, first one to faint loses. Uh, with that being said, I think we can get ready. So let us roll initiative. Yep, I have that up here. Again, that is a 19. What did you roll? Uh, I have to fix Cricketoon's move. So give me one second. Okay, uh, my initiative is a two, so you will go first. Okay. Um, let's see. So before the battle begins, you can use any IQ skill if you have any. I think you only have course checker, so... Yeah, because I didn't know what to do with the LCL on my... Yeah, yeah, that's fine. IQ skills aren't really important. One-shots and things like that. <sighs> How do I want to um, do Your this? ability, I believe, doesn't take effect in advance. No, because I need to get and... hit by dark move first. Yes, and then there's no items and stuff like that, so... Uh, yeah, so your first your ability, which doesn't take effect on any IQ skills, which doesn't matter, and then now it's item or move. Okay, can I roll oh, an arcana in this case, check? Uh, sure, for what? The aura stuff. Yeah, go ahead. That is a 13. What a 13. So what of... So of the three things that we've established, uh, how strong the alignment and emotional feelings, which one of them would you like to learn? Hmm, how strong? Uh, okay, so because because this isn't the specific IQ skill, so it's aura things, so I won't give you specifics, but I'll let you know, like, generally. Uh, roughly your level of strength, maybe a little less, maybe a little more, not 100% sure, but you do know, like, Cricketoons are generally weaker than Lucario's in terms of species. So, based off of that, make of that what you will. Accuracy. For that accuracy rolls, I gotta beat that, don't I? You have to beat it. You cannot match. Okay, I'm just gonna look at it. And punch the ground, and you for a stone edge. Okay. Um, remember, stone edge is still a disadvantage because we haven't fixed yep. that. Sorry, Anna. How are you? Uh, I'm doing uh, all right. I, it sounds like I'm about to do great in terms yeah. of me being the cricketune right now. Yeah, the cricketune's great. It really is. I rolled a one. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. So nat one means that this does damage to you. Oh, so it does. Oh. Roll, so go ahead and roll the damage roll for Stone Edge. Okay, so that's 3d8. Oh god. That's 9, 11. Plus 10 is 21. Okay, uh, we cut that in half, round down. 21, so that's 10. Okay, and then that is dealt to you. Okay, so how do I the hp so that's just minus 10 flat out no d defense modifiers or anything like that this is just minus 10 damage so no resistances uh not for this specific roll because you're hitting yourself so that'd be a two yeah if you, it, it would bounce it down significantly but, uh, because you have hit yourself uh i punch the ground and like the rocks go around me and then just one just pushes me up and grazes my and yeah so it just cuts my leg yeah, there you go. So it just hits your leg and you're just, ah, oh, that's not what I was supposed to do. But then I call out, I have the high ground. <laughs> I have the high ground. Ouch. This hurts. <laughs> um, now, Cricketoon, let's see, what are you going to use? There's smart decisions and dumb decisions. So I'm going to have, I'm going to have Cricketoon be one of the not logical Pokemon in the sense, like there are some Pokemon that I roll a D4 to see what move they do, and then other Pokemon that I... Uh, actively control. This Cricketune is not going to be an actively controlled one. We're just going to have it roll because there are some things that would significantly help you. Um, 
That is a two. Two is a fury cutter. I think that's still a clerk resist. Be like, I'm gonna grab my type shot. <laughs> yes, because I have it. Um. Okay. Head fence back on. Um, tap shot. Yeah, that's quad resist. Okay, so this, if it hits, it probably won't do a lot. It does not hit. I rolled a two. I think we both have terrible dice. I was using my good dice. <laughs> uh, so Cricketune tries to rush at you with the Fury Cutter, but then ends up getting blocked by one of the rocks that you built around yourself. So somehow that actually helped you. Uh, gets hit, uh, tries to do a hit. I rolled a two, so that means it doesn't hit me back. It's not in that one. So uh, it is now your turn again. Five. Oh, were you trying to go for Stone Edge again? Yes. Actually? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I've already rolled. Okay, so you try Stone Edge again. This time, again, does not work. Um, now it's blocked in like another ring between the two rocks. <laughs> we just have Lucario in the center. Rank, ring number one, ring number two. Cricketune right now is in between the two rings because it tried to rush at you with the Fury Cutter. <sighs> That's great. Uh, a very entertaining battle, if not very successful. I was hoping you... W I, I kind of hoped you, they didn't do this, but I rolled a one. <laughs> so, because I rolled a one, you'll see why in a second. Uh, a one means that I go for a Night Slash. Oh, you lucky. You're lucky. I'm lucky. Yeah, because that would have given why me a two to attack. Yeah, no, it's about to attack, so I'm but going to... Hit. She said... Well, I don't know that yet. I, I rolled oh. to see which move I would use. So now that, oh, Night Slash is the move okay. that I'm using, I'm going to see if it actually hits. Um, so I'm lucky it missed because I rolled a four. This is fantastic. We are in a state of nobody doing anything. So Night Slashes come from Cricketune, start trying to break down the rocks, and it's great, except not enough. Uh, so this very entertaining battle right now, um, I like to think of it as evenly balanced, even though nobody has done anything yet. Hmm. Alright, what's the game plan for Chewie? Would you allow me to use medium mash on the rocks and not use up my turn? No, because I would be still using the move. If you were successful, I would... Uh, if you were successful at meteor mashing the Cricketune, technically, then we could word it in a way that you smash the rocks and the rocks hit the Cricketune, but that counts as a meteor mash, if that makes any sense. Oh, thank god. The logic behind it doesn't have to be smart, as long as, like, you're successful at the move, we can work around it story-wise. I dropped my dice, because I'm rolling Stone Edge again, I got an 11, and I dropped my dice, and I rolled a 1. Uh, one of my desk can't- oh, come on! No good? I got a 2! Oh, boy. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, you try Stone Edge again, and now we have three rings. Wow, wow. It's fascinating. <laughs> I'm sensing Stone Edge may not be the best strategy. I kind of picture this one just breaking a few, like, just being scattered now. So I'm just getting frustrated. At this point, you're just so frustrated, it's not yeah. even building a ring. It's just kind of like rocks everywhere out yeah. on the field. Just not hitting Grigatoon. This is, this, this might, alright. You are possibly here for what might be the stupidest battle in the history of Not a Scratch. Yeah, probably. Okay, so uh, I have gone for Fury Cutter. Uh, that's what the dice said to do, so I did it. Uh, guess what I rolled? One. I rolled a number that we are both very familiar with. Number one. <laughs> so. Uh, Yay! It's going to be 1d8 plus 6, so let's roll that out. Um, 1d8. 4 plus 6 is 10, divided by 2 is 5, so I take 5 damage. Exhilarating gameplay here. Brought to you by the special episode squad of Fuego and myself. Uh, it is your move. Uh, At this rate, we'll get to the bag on fight tomorrow. Like, Okay. 
I think I have an idea. How does the effect roll work? Uh, so after, if you're, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. If your move is successful after everything is done, including damage, then we roll for effect. Okay. Thirteen. I'm assuming that hits. For what move? Sorry. Meteor mash. So that's an accurate. Okay, so yeah, meteor mash hits. Uh, so go ahead and roll that damage and stuff. Oh, I got an eighteen. Why couldn't I use those two rolls on Stone Edge? <laughs> okay, so I pitch like me running around like the rocks. And then just coming down and smashing the cricket tune into the ground. For 2d10 plus 10. Where's my other d10? 1, 2, one, two d10. That's 6 and 7, so that's 13 plus 10 is 23. Minus defenses. So 23, have you added your attack? I add my attack too. Um, I'll just say yeah. 23, 59. It's 59 total? Yep. Was I meant to okay, add my attack to the Stone Edge, that one? That, that hits you? No. Okay. Uh, so 59 minus my defense, I believe, correct? Yes. So, uh, with a good Meteor Mash hit, you actually get some solid damage in. Grigatoon uh, is now up, but looking very phased. Um, Meteor Mash, I believe, has an effect? Yes, I got an 18 on that, so I didn't get the... Okay, is that successful or not? No. Okay. Uh, so Meteor Mash just does the damage and we call it there. Am I uh, able to jump back onto the rocks or not? Yes, you're where your meteor match was successful, and you are currently wherever. So I jump down, like like, do like a ground punch. I feel like you you jumped out of the hole. Yeah, um, yeah, that that, that seems to make sense. So I ground punch and then uh, back onto the ring of rocks. Yep. So you're almost like like ninja standing on one of the rocks right now, like like your legs Mm. butterfly shaped or something. How does Um, belly work too? Are we not? Uh, for our cases, it's not. It's more okay. of a stamina thing if okay. you were traveling. Um, based on what we're doing right now, I might have used it in the maze thing. But, but I didn't need to because I just went Neom. <laughs> yeah, because you just went Neom. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a 1 again, so 1 is Night Slash again. So if I hit, you're going to plus 2, and this is going to be fantastic. One of the few times where I wish I missed. I actually hit! Great. Yes! So you're going to take some damage here. Uh, not a lot, apparently. Resisted but... once. That gives me... Where do I put the temp bonus? Into changes in battle, or...? I... Uh, you put it, there's a temp bonus column. Not bad yet, not bad. Okay, uh, what is your defense? 32. Okay, and then is this quad ineffective, or, or duo? Uh, what you do, Night Slash, that's single. Yeah. Okay, because steel is regular damage? Yeah. Okay, um, so... Okay, so this is going to do three damage to you total. Oh, nice. So, that makes uh, so you take three, you lose three health points, and then now your, what is it, attack is plus two? Yep. Oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> so Krikatoon is able to basically figure out where you are at this point and goes up for a night slash, hits you, and it's, so you, you kind of just like hits your your cheek, you know, like uh, if you were to punch someone and their face didn't move, it's that sort of concept. Just What'd like, you roll? Really? Uh, for the accuracy or for the power? Accuracy. Or damage. Accuracy, it's d20, beta 7, I believe I rolled a 12. Okay, so no crit. Yeah, no crit. Um, it is now your turn, though. Does extreme speed allow me to move twice or not? Uh, no, I think ex- extreme speed works like quick attack, so if you were later in the initiative order, also you would be guaranteed to go first. Yeah. Um, in your case, it, it doesn't really help you since you're already faster. As it hits me, I kind of like picture my aura starting to go a bit, and my attack goes up. Sure. Hmm. So as of right now, you know that you have you've hit for one solid hit, and it has 
it has hit itself for a solid for a decent hit. Hmm. So based off of that information. How far spread apart are those scattered rocks? A couple feet, maybe? Oh maybe a little bit larger than that. And how far away are they from the rings? Uh probably the same. Okay. I'm just gonna click medium ash again. It went to a one and then bounced off the edge into a seventeen. That's a hit. There you go. Doesn't matter how it happens, as long as it happens. Uh, so first we'll do all the damage stuff, and then after that we'll see the effect. Yeah, because no effect. I just rolled you, you might. Okay. Uh, so in that case, go ahead and roll for damage and all that. And that would be... 2d10 again. I'm just going to do 2. 7 and 3, so that's 10. Plus 10 is 20. 38 is 58. So you do one powerful meteor mash. Uh, tell me, d describe the scene. What does this look like? It's the cricket tunes probably like hovered up a bit to hit me with the night slash, and then I just re yeah, retaliate by hitting it square in the abdomen. Okay. Uh, as you do so, it just takes just takes the hit like it does like the anime like, <coughs> and then uh, falls to the ground, fainted. Yes. So congratulations, you won the fight! Yay! Has the Bagon done his battles yet? Uh, battle. They have not. Uh, so I think you probably actually watch that happen. Yeah. I'm gonna say. Oh, okay. With the, with the roll, the random roll that I just say, I'm gonna say Bagon smokes the electric that it was battling. Ooh. No ifs, ands, or buts. Easy dub. Call it a weekend. Like everything's um to the point where I don't think. And would I be fully healed? Uh, yes, you can heal yourself back up. Heal yourself back up, and the temp bonus is gone. After. Bagon's battle, I'm gonna walk up to him and say, good battle, but are you ready to let Bagons be bygones? <laughs> oh, please. I think I've got this in the bag. So to beat that Electric, next up it's you. And I just look at him and do like the mouth hand thing, like, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. T talk, talk, talk. A lot, of, a lot of chattering. I'm not seeing a lot of winning, though. This is gonna come down to Stone Age hitting. And I'll make it come down to Stone Edge hitting. <laughs> um, so we have this set up. Great. Is this Bagon ready? The Bagon is now ready. So, <laughs> with this being said, it is now time to roll initiative. Uh -huh. Oh god, I'm so scared. Bagon has a good new set. <laughs> yep, uh be interesting uh i will say this because you watched the previous battle uh yep. you'll know they'll know what your moves are and you'll know what some of their moves are but they did destroy the electrite so um roll a a smart roll so how are you <laughs> fantastic how are you apparently i was zoned out in the battle and i rolled a nat one actually how many nat ones have you got wait no that's seven Okay, that's, a, that's not a nat one, but... Still terrible. Yeah, uh, so yeah, you still were zoned out to the point where you only get to see uh, one of the four moves. Now, I want you to roll a d4, and that'll be the move that you saw. Apparently, they swept with one move, so... Four. Four. You know this Bagon has crunch. That's literally it. Okay, yeah. uh, with that said, we can roll initiative. Which one's perception? Uh, I have rolled initiative. Uh, beauty. Okay, I'm gonna roll beauty. Okay. And that is a 16. 
I'm gonna see 16. if Slightly Bagon noticed what happened when I got hit with Night Slash. See if there's anything Bagon noticed what happened. that would be stopping him from using Crunch on me. Uh, yeah, he was watching your ma match calculated. Uh, he was he was he was calculating things when he was watching your match. So mm -hmm. I also I rolled my first and probably only nat twenty of this entire show. So, uh, he he knows that Crunch is not a good idea on you and will probably avoid it. Bagon, isn't it? Okay. Wait, what was my last initiative? Uh, last time you rolled? Uh, 19? 16, about? 19, I'm pretty sure. Okay, 20. Uh, Might have been. 29. Sorry, what was that? 29. Uh, uh, kind of zoned out. Has your initiative rolled? Yep. Jeez, you are a fast individual. Uh, my Bagon did not beat that, so you will be going first in this battle of the ages. So it is now you versus Bagon. It is your move. I'm going to use Stone Edge. Actually, Off the bat, okay. How far away are we? Uh, ten paces. I feel like we did the like the duel type of thing of we stand back to back and then walk ten spaces, turn around, and begin. So, uh, ten spaces is about like what, twenty, twenty feet. Would he be able to get to me in one turn? Is more what I'm asking. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Is it like a sumo thing where if you go outside of a marked area, you're out? Yeah, we'll go with that. You have to be in the ring, in the field, in the zone, whatever, at all times. And how far away am I from the edge? It is a pretty big field. Would he, if I were to move away from him, would he be able to reach me? Yes, you would. he would be able to reach you in one turn, regardless of where you are in the field. It's big enough that you would have to actively run away in order to get out, but it's small enough that you could still jump okay, around. Yeah, this I'm going to use Greenwich. Alright. But I'm not going to be ahead. aiming for the Bagon. Interesting. I'm going to be trying to make, like, a protective wall. Behind you? In front of me. Like, between us. Oh, okay, like a, like a wall in front of you. Gotcha, okay. Uh, go ahead and roll your stone edge. Disadvantage still? Uh, since you're not attacking, I think this would be regular. Because you're not aiming at a target. That was the big issue that you had with stone edge. So, since you're there not doing that. Nat 20. Yep. Now you get the nat 20. Yep. Um, actually, 20. that probably would have helped. Alright, it's something. So, uh... The match begins, you spend your first turn, basically, hit the ground, and you have a beautiful protected wall in front of you, to the point where Bagon's going to have to struggle in order to hit you. Um, yeah, you have a you have a perfect wall in front of you. Uh, um, and now it is Bagon's turn. Bagon, what are you doing? Uh, this is probably a powerful wall, so I'm going to go for move. Oh, this is going to... Alright, well, this is going to uh, make this battle much more interesting in terms of how quickly you probably want to finish it. Bagon looks at the wall... Kind of smirks a bit and starts to breathe in real heavily. Oh no! I knew it's gonna happen. What? A breath in, a breath out, a breath in, a breath out, a breath in. <laughs> Flamethrower. Okay, that's not as bad. But, but, Stone Edge is rock. Fire resists rock. It is rock resists fire. Does it break still? Uh, it does not. It is severely weakened though. Okay, so it still has one more turn. I'm going to use Swords Dance. Oh, I see what you were doing here. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and use Swords Dance. Does Swords Dance have an accuracy? Nope. It's just instant okay. plus so Swords four. Dance boosts up your attack plus four. Uh, it is now Bagon's turn. Um, Bagon, what are you doing? Bagon continues its flames, and now... All right, so here's how it's going to work. It's going to be kind of convoluted in the way. Uh, as you're setting up your Swords Dance... Um, let me make sure the accuracy hit. Okay, that hits. Um... So as you're setting up your sword stance and doing your little like, so I, I'm I'm a huge Naruto fan. So I'm picturing you doing like like this hand signs to basically make your swords 
Um, but uh, but as you as you're setting up your sword stance, basically, um, you you notice the rocks start to crack, break, and the flamethrower does hit you. Now it's a lot weaker because of the rocks protecting it. How much? So I'm going to roll my damage, do half, and all that sort of stuff, and we'll calculate it from there. So times two minus defense, or defense and then times two. Uh, multipliers after everything. Okay. So let me check. I need this, this, because it's 2d10 plus 10. Yeah, 2d10 plus 10, which is very tough. What is your special defense? Um, 32. Flamethrower, yes. The flamethrower uh, breaks through the rocks and hits you. It's severely weakened to the point where it does, after all the modifiers and stuff, six damage. Wow. Uh, so your rocks were powerful enough to block it out for a while, but it does do some damage. So uh, it is now your move. Where is it? Like, compared to the rocks? Is it on one? Is it on my side or is it still on his side? His side, I suppose. There's almost like a a, a hole in your yep. wall that uh, the flamethrower has shot through. It's sort of broken around, so it's more like uh, it gets like an open door type of space. But it goes big on flames that were dying out. Wall. What yeah. would I roll for stealth? That would be a cool roll. Okay, I'm rolling stealth. Eighteen. Perfect. So, what are you stealthily doing? I'm gonna walk through my stone wall up behind the Bagon. Okay, interesting. Alright, so I see Bagon trying to use the flamethrower to break down the rest of the rocks and trying to find you. And then you head basically behind the Bagon. And I use close combat. Okay, interesting, interesting. How does stab come into play as right. well? Uh, stab, unfortunately, does not exist. At least in this current iteration. So, uh, I, I want to be able to find a way to fix it, but it is a lot of I think when I built the system initially, I built it without stab, and then yep. by the time I got far enough, I'm like, I don't stab is stab. Like, uh, but go ahead and go roll your close combat uh, accuracy and all that. Close combat accuracy is a six. Guess what I rolled? A uh, six. Seven. So, oh, okay. So you just barely made it. Perfect. Uh, and what um, is that? Okay, so three twelve. It's a power move. Two, three. Yep, it's definitely powerful. Um, 14 plus 40 is 54. Minus defense. Minus 54 defense. Is it 54, correct? Yep. I rolled a 1, a 2, and a 1. For the damages? Yep. Jeez. <laughs> um, so you start the close combat, but quickly after the first couple of punches in your close combat, Bagon's able to bounce away, which is why... It doesn't do nearly as much damage. Um, also, close combat does have the effect of lowering your defenses, it's correct? Better short defense by one, I think. Uh, it's whatever the, the, the effect notes say. Minus two. Yeah, both of those are temp, temporary yep. uh, losses. So Alright, so you use the close combat. Very powerful, but the downside, of course, is the defensive loss if Bagon doesn't get knocked out, which in this case it did not. So, Bagon, what are you doing? Uh, you could go for crunch. That would be a terrible option. Yes, please do. That'd be a really good option. Please do crunch. Uh, please do crunch. No, I think this Bagon really likes flamethrower. Because I've rolled another one for that. So, uh, we're going to go for flamethrower. Let's see if it actually hits. It does. This will be fun. Um, see, my two D10s. There, there. Wait, can you burn with flamethrower? Yeah, the last time I did not, uh, get it. And how that affect stuff? Um, there is a burn description, so burn, you are burned, take d4 minus, take, I have d4 minus 1, I think that's probably it. Uh, so, 
Say nothing. Equal minus one damage per round. Nothing. And then the attack is halved as long as you are burned after all attacks. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. So, burn does not have a great chance. I think I have to roll. I have to get or I have to get 19 or 20 yeah. in order to burn you. It's still a chance. Uh, that is true. Uh, anyway, let me. What did I get? I got. Uh, so, what is your special defense gun? Um, 30. Okay, so this is going to do 12 damage to you. Plus 18. Hmm. Oh, sorry, no, not 12. It's going to do um 14 because you have the minus two special defense because of the close combat. That's my base is 32 minus two is 30. Oh, you already did that. Okay, yeah. In that case, then it'll do uh whatever. Just 12. Okay, so hmm. how do I do this? If I do. I'm gonna tell him. You're gonna regret you ever did that. Wait, I, I never actually did the effect. Uh, okay, no, I didn't get it. Alright, go ahead. God. Okay, so, and now I am going to roll disadvantage. You wanna know what loop I'm using now? <laughs> oh, God. Yep, that misses. Oof. 7 and a 10. You have to beat a what? 10. Oh, you have to beat a 10? Gee, yep. Stone is just rough. <laughs> Stone is just 75 accuracy in games. Yeah. Or 70. Um, so you try to stone edge again, and Bagon's able to dodge out of the way. I feel like you're aiming them at him, Bagon's dodging at this point. Mm. Uh, Bagon has a better move that it's not using because it's insistent on using flamethrower. And it does it again! Oh my god. Alright, Bagon really loves flamethrower. Um, it's gonna go for flamethrower again, unsurprisingly. Apparently it's like a, you know, might not try it again. Um, that is an 18 for accuracy. That'll hit. So, damage time, damage roll is you said your special defense was 30 correct yep okay so this is going to do 18 damage 18 that's 36 how's it going how's chewy uh, feeling right now half health oof uh it is your move again though so hmm okay i think i know what i want to do have i already used arcana this battle i don't believe you have can I use it? Although, I'm trying to think. At the very beginning... I used it on the Krikatoon? You used it on the previous battle. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you have. Even if you did, I'll allow you to use it again. Because I can't think of it. Okay, roll, roll, roll. And it is a 10. Okay, so that's mixed. Uh, what are you trying to do? Now to roll Stern Edge. I'll explain it all in a sec if this works. Sure. It does. 12 and a 13. Okay. What are we doing so, <laughs> I am going to close my eyes and punch the ground. How many, like, stone it, like, how many rocks come out of the ground when I hit the ground? Um, three be good? Well, that's a good question. Five. I think three is probably solid. Okay, so I punch the ground once, and one rock comes straight up at the Bagon. But as he jumps to one side, I'm using my, um, aura thing to figure out which way he goes, and then immediately chuck another stone edge so it hits him. I see what you're doing. Okay. Um, okay, yeah, yeah that works. Alright, go ahead and roll the damage and stuff like that. 3d8. 1, 2, 3. 7, an 8, and a 6. Those are some good rolls. Um, 7, that's 15, plus 6, 21, plus 10 is 31, plus 40... Let's say 21? 31. 31. God. So that's 71. 71! 
Uh, so 71 minus my defense, correct? Yep. So with the power of aura and anime on your side, uh, you, you use your rocks to basically pinball this Bagon, and Bagon falls to the ground, fainted. You have won the battle. I told you it was going to work like that. It's going to come down to Stone Edge hitting. Yeah, well, it, it, it does also help that you use Stone Edge like 14,000 times. I was going to ask if I used <laughs> Arcana that way, if I could like get a just neutral roll, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so you have won the battle. Yay, you beat the Bagon. That was a trip. <laughs> uh, so the Bagon gets up and kind of just, like looks you over and it's like, huh, you're all right, I suppose. As it like basically cracks all the bones in its body. It's just like, oh my gosh. Whereabouts is the stone, like the stone, the rock that hit him compared to him? In what sense? Like where are they next to each other? Yeah. Uh, Like a foot away. Bagon, if it wanted to, it could lean on the rock. I'm just gonna put my hand up to the rock and it's just gonna shatter. And say, you're sorry. not too bad yourself, mate. Uh, Bagon takes its hand out and basically is like, uh, let, me, let me apologize first of all. I I wasn't expecting there to be some strong Pokemon here. And I looked down and was like, you're mistaken, my friend. How right I was. Uh, do you shake his hand? Yep. Alright, look at that. Chewie made a friend. Granted, the friend hated him at one point. Not, but, you know, Chewie I wouldn't him. call him a friend, I'd call him an acquaintance. I knocked you sound like Kyle. Yes. <laughs> My goal for uh, Bagon was just trying to knock some like sense into him about being cocky. Whoops. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is fine. Uh, yeah, you, sh you shake hands and everything, and the and things seem to go well. Um, and at the end of the day, we total up the points. And drum roll, please. Da -da 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 and we have chosen as the newest member, Psyduck. Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> I did roll, actually, to see what everyone's points were and all that, and Psyduck did actually get the most points. So, uh... <laughs> that's a... That's, that's a thing that happened. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I'm so, that's great. That wasn't what I expected to happen, but that's so funny. Uh... So you are, like, kind of disappointed. I, I look presume. at the Psyduck exasperated. Psyduck just looks at you like, Psy? <laughs> just head nodding like, yeah. Uh, okay, I won. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Great, uh, thanks. I'd like to thank the Academy and uh, all the people that uh, helped me to this day. Um, and as that continues on, I think that's a perfect place to end the episode. Uh, with you uh, proving your worth but not quite. I give Psyduck on my ball scarf. Oh, interesting. You're going to give Psyduck your mobile stuff? As a, like, thing of defeat sort of thing. Okay. So, uh, you hand Psyduck your mobile scarf, so go ahead and take that off your character sheet, I suppose. Um, and Psyduck accepts it. Ooh, this would be a perfect voice for a Psyduck. Psyduck, naturally, like, Psyduck's voice is like, Psyduck? I'm confused. And this Psyduck is like, My friend, I will treasure this with all of my emotions. Understand that your gift will not go to waste. Oh, that's perfect. Um, but yeah, no, I think with that, we uh, we can end the episode there as uh, a semi-successful showing of skill, but unfortunately, Chewie was not able to win this position. However, maybe we'll see Chewie next time. Maybe we'll see Chewie later. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll check that out. I think the camera <laughs> would pan out on Chewie in his cave trying to like work on his... Um, more, like, arcana sort of thing. Okay, yeah, and as, as you're doing that, 
Like, do you think? Do you think Bagon would be there? No. At this point, as like a training partner, no. or would you still be solo? Still be solo. No. Okay. I'm right. sort of picturing. So we, we check. I'm sort of picturing something like a ray, how she's like sitting there and the rocks floating around her, sort of thing. Sure. So we uh, we zoom out from a cave, seeing uh, basically you trying to meditate, focus your aura senses, um, and we zoom out from the cave out of Green Lake. And to see the entire Alcas region, and with that, and then a message we flash. will end the episode. <laughs> with that, we will end the episode. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you very much, Fuego. This this recording took a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, mm. but here we are. So it was certainly fun. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. Thank you very much. Again, like I said, I, I had no idea where the story was going, but it went somewhere. Yeah. And the fun thing as well is that all of this is canon. So eventually. Because this isn't exactly a spoiler that Kyle and Ralph will eventually, sometime in between now and the end of the series, will visit the Fluvius or if they die uh, in the state. They could. Uh, not sure if that's likely, because I, I don't know if depth has been established in this universe, but <laughs> but uh, they say. could, they could, they could. But even even if that's the case, even if, even the, at some point we will examine the Fluvius re this Fluvius state at some point. Yeah. I said that like I said that at some point like four times. Anyway. Uh, we'll, we'll eventually get there, whether with these characters or with other characters. And uh, all of the things that you, we've established in here are canon now, so that'll be fun. We get to see uh, the 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 excited or the the confident Bagon and the uh, punch first, ask questions later, Chewy the Lucario, and stuff like that. So uh, thank you again for joining me today. I'm glad that you were able to join. We finally got this done yep. after uh, both of us struggling to find a time that both of us could mm -hmm. meet. Um, yeah, so uh, this is the opportunity that I'd like to offer you in case you have anything. Uh, if you have anything you want to promote or just uh, show off really. if you've got anything. All right, sure. Um, cool. I think with that being said, we can end it off here. So thank you very much for watching, everyone. We hope that you have enjoyed. You're not watching, you're listening, but the same idea applies all the same. Uh, I have been your PM, DM, GM, Anaru himself. Now they're here. And until next time, everyone, take care. The Fluvius State. It's a state. part of our one-year anniversary of Not A Scratch. Be sure to follow us, subscribe, and do all those important things you ought to do when supporting a podcast. If you've enjoyed the episode and want to support us in any way, shape, or form that you can, the best way to do so is to share us with your friends. As mentioned previously, we're celebrating our one-year anniversary of the show. We've got a year's worth of content just waiting to be discovered, and you can help grow the show to bigger and better heights. Also, leave us a review on your podcasting platform. Reviews help to bring new people into our community and also give us advice on what we can improve on in the future. You can also follow us on Twitter at NotAScratchCast or email us as well at NotAScratchCast at gmail.com if you have any cool ideas to add to the podcast or just want to reach out to us. We also have a Discord for NotAScratch and have a bunch of awesome people that have joined. Join to help build the NotAScratch community. We want to thank GlitchX City and Tabletop Audio for their music throughout this episode. If you'd like to check out their amazing music, please click their links in the description below. We also want to shout out our patrons. 
We at Not A Scratch have a Patreon where you can get amazing extra benefits regarding the show and its future, including early access to episodes, special behind-the-scenes looks at what goes into the game, special newscasts from the Alcast region, and more. You'll also be recognized during the show. Thank you to our guild interns, Ginny, Harper, Fuego, Alchemage, and Ursa93, and thank you to our guild master, Eli. For more information, check out the links in the episode description, or contact us on Discord or Twitter. Once again, thank you for listening to our special episode. Until next time, everyone, take care.